Welcome to Chronicles Abroad presenting Global Grind, a four-part series where we discuss practical steps to get you started working abroad. So let's get to it with our guest host, Parshel Tashi. Welcome back to another Global Grind episode. My name is Francis. Hey guys, and I'm Nubia. And today we are on our very last lesson with Parshel Tashi. Thank you, Parshel, who is our video expert, industry expert. Thank you for being on the show. Let's just recap a little bit of what we've talked about thus far. So in lesson one, we talked about defining your vision and roadmap for video. So specifically your why. Then in lesson two, breaking your barriers of video. So what's getting in the way of you producing that video and how to get over those hurdles quickly so that you can start reaching your customer base. Uh, Lesson three, we talked about the types of videos to produce. What we came up with is all relative. So at the end of the day, if you're consistent and really reaching towards your customer's pain points, you will have an impact. And then today, today, Parsha, would you like to share our very last lesson for our audience today? Absolutely. So today I'm sharing a seven-step formula on how to produce really good standing out video content, the type that stands out. Yes. I was going to say, now this formula is really succinct. It's tight. I love it. And I'm, I can't wait to go through it. It's something that I, I feel like get your notebooks out. very useful for people. So yes, get your notebooks out and let's get to it. Let's get to it. Okay. So partial seven step formula. Is this versus why you laughed at me? <laughs> a seven step formula. Is this something that you have put together that you feel like is a definite, you know, step by step account of things that you should totally is this kind of like an overview, all encompassing steps? Yep. It, all the steps that I really feel like what makes video content really successful online. So this is coming off of my own experience with videos that we've done that have performed well online, as well as just studying and observing. I mean, I'm very cognizant of certain brands and how they market. And so I've essentially combined everything that I've seen and that I've noticed in research, having spent um, a lot of time investing and in learning this stuff, as well as executing it. Great, great. Okay, so I see here on one of the notes, it says make a video go viral. So everybody yeah. dreams of that one video going viral, right? Because so many people were discovered through viral videos, okay? So to make a video go viral, Can you give us a little background of what that looks like or what that means for our audience? So we talked about before in the last lesson about how one video really can change your world, right? I mean, we've seen that on a number of accounts. I remember there was a guy who was, he was homeless. He was on the street and he had this amazing broadcaster voice. I don't know if you guys remember seeing it, but. um, I do. The black guy, actually. Yeah. Yeah. And one person recorded his voice, you know, and him just talking. And lo and behold, his life changes overnight. So I know that, uh, of course, we all dream for that moment. And we hope that every video that we do goes viral. But it's always a case-by-case situation. However, the, the main things that you'll notice about videos that are super successful and stand out is that they do any one or a combination of these three things. They entertain. They educate or they draw up emotion. Those are the three really, really important keys to really focus in on when it comes to making video that's going to stand out. Now, that viral effect that takes place typically has it has happened because there was a combination of things that happened in that video. It wasn't just that it solely educated or solely entertained or it solely brought up emotion. This actually was something that entertained us and it brought up emotion. How many homeless people did we see, did we see on the street You know that strikes something in your heart? And you see this person with amazing talent. And it's entertaining because this guy's voice is incredible. Typically, any video that goes that route is really, really successful at combining any of those three factors, right? I'll say them again, emotion, education, entertainment. So that's really what makes um, videos stand out for sure. Um, I wanted to put that out there because really that is the vein for the rest of this formula that we're going to go through. You're either bringing up emotion, you know, you're either educating or you're entertaining. No, that makes sense. Can I just sidebar, have either one of you seen a series or a show on Netflix called American Meme? No. 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 American Meme is a Netflix series, and you know, Netflix is killing the game right now, is a Netflix series or show, whatever, that 
goes and shows you the life behind the Instagram influencers or the people who are Instagram oh. famous. I think you forced me to watch that once. Well, I mean, it ended up being good because people, it wasn't bad at all because, you know, Paris Hilton was the person that they followed through this journey or whatever. And she was talking about how she has no real friends, right? But her, her friends are social media people. People on social media love her and all this kind of stuff like that. Anyway, make a long story short. People from the outside see people's Instagrams. They see the number of likes and they're just like, oh, you know, they must have a ton of this or they must do whatever. But a lot of times these people are straight up miserable, right? And a lot of times these people were found because they were entertaining online and somebody in that went viral. So to, to just piggyback on what you said is when I looked at, when I thought about American me, I was like, oh, it makes sense that these people's videos went viral because they were doing a combination of one or two of these things. So that's why I brought it up. But it is something good to kind of watch because it does give you a background about social media and what you think you might know about a person by their social media isn't always what it seems. Absolutely. It's a really, really good point. And I think it speaks to, which is the first point, is knowing your audience, right? So that's the first step in, in the formula is really understanding who your audience is. What are their challenges? Well, what do they care about? What do you have in common with them, right? What are the things that get their attention? And even turning the question around to yourself, what gets your attention online? Because if you're able to identify, well, these are the things that I really appreciate and stand out about this content or that, or if you see an advertisement or something that just caught your eye, save it, put it to the side. That's something that resonated with you and spoke to you and might fuel how you can connect with other people because you particularly appreciate this type of style of video and you want to be connected with people who like something similar, right? So finding that common ground and knowing who they are is is, is really, really important. And of course, if you're in business, you're there to serve a need. So one exercise that I, exercise that I uh, recommend that people do is to do a T-chart, which basically on a sheet of paper right? Do one line down the middle and do an, another line, um, you know, across the top to make like a, a T. And on one side, you want to list the pro- like at the top of that, that column problems and then the other side solutions. So you want to actually go through and list out what are all the problems and the issues and the things that I've heard that my audience is having. And on the right side, list out what your solutions are. What are the outcomes that are possible from, you know, what you can provide? And so that really also gives you insight. And you can literally from there start your videos off with, hey, are you experiencing? Pick one of the problems you put on the left side. Don't you hate it when pick one of the problems on the left side? You know, it's so frustrating. Pick one of these on the left side. And then you then you construct your message in a way that links to the solution. Not to sell necessarily right away, but just to provide value. And if you do that well enough, then you know they're going to want more help, right? Because you're only giving them a, a snippet. So that's the beauty of content marketing is that it really engages people in a way that you can get value just by getting information and then you want more. So know your audience. Nice. That's great. And, and like you said, it's content marketing, right? Marketing is huge. And that's the name of the game here is marketing. It's, it's literally sales and digital marketing. You're selling yourself for that matter if you are your brand or, and or your product or whatever the case may be. And on top of that, you have to market. Marketing is not my strongest suit. Something as simple as this T-chart could make it a lot easier because it's right there, like you said, in your face and you can just select from those lists and you don't have to constantly rack your brain. Well, this goes back to yep, yeah, this goes back to your, the first lesson. So we encourage people to go back and really listen the, to these episodes sequentially because if you do the upfront work, it makes it a little bit easier to really start creating the content to impact your audience. Absolutely. Well, part two of it, of this formula is really about your goals. So the the next step is to have a plan, have a goal. And I've listed for that, make sure that they are smart goals, right? So asking yourself the questions and related to that video content, what is it that I'm trying to achieve, right? Be very clear about it. We all know SMART goals, uh, the acronym, you want to be specific about what you're trying to accomplish. You want to make sure that it's measurable, Right. So the video content that you're putting out, how can you measure right that it was successful for you guys? um, Chronicles Abroad, they posted a video and we just went over their stats today. And let's say they set a goal. You know, it'd be awesome if there's just 50 people watch this and looking at the stats. One of them hit 73, 74 views. 
right? So, you know, again, a goal could have been set and we would be able to identify and see, wow, we hit our, our goal, right? That was measurable. And um, we're next- proud of ourselves because we did that because you pushed us to do it on our call to grind and grind. Yeah. But, okay. It's all good. And I start to grind. <laughs> oh, God. Nubia's got a lot of energy, guys. We're just going to roll with it. <laughs> so smart goals, you want to be specific. Um, you want to make sure that that goal is measurable. It's attainable as well. There are a lot of people that, not to say that you should not have high goals for your videos, but come on. <laughs> like, be be realistic. 10 million people do not have to watch this in order for the next step to happen in your business, right? So be let it be something that is attainable so that way it's not so high, so high reaching. Um, the next thing is to make sure that the goal is relevant. So relevant to your vision, make sure that it's, it's just in sync and also time-based, right? So how much time am I setting as a goal to hit this many views or these many signups or, you know, these many uh, hits to my website? Have it to be also be time-based to say, you know, I'm going to see and, and come back and check on these in the next 60 or 90 days or even after a week, right? Having that time-based goal for when you want this to happen. It could be today. I want 100 people to see this today. That's a clear goal as well. And I always say for sure is to set your intention for anything that you're going to present that is going to help or serve somebody else. Set your intention, get in that place to where in alignment with your goals, your intention of who you're trying to help, how you're trying to help, and that passion and drive that you have for it, you know, allow that to stir up and be reminded of of that intention that you have. Intention is everything. It's like, I see intention as in this whole process or this step that we're talking about right now for defining a goal. To me, that's synonymous with breaking out your Google Maps and typing in the address. Mm -hmm. Where exactly do you want to go? And set that intention and proceed. (laughs) You're not asking for people to do more work. This is all encompassing starting from lesson one on. I think before you do anything, you should definitely set your intentions for what you're, the goal of what you're about to do. I like the time-based stuff. I like setting deadlines because I think we talk ourselves out of time. It's like, oh, you know, I'll... Well, sometimes people don't even check on it at all. Had you not asked us about the insights, I don't think we would have looked, <laughs> to be honest with you. So I'm always looking. Uh, yeah, to me, I just, you know, I like the data. I like to know the data. But, that's but just me. you know, sometimes that can actually be a hindrance for people who think too much about wanting to be liked or feel like if it's not viewed enough times that they're not doing a good job. So let's just combat that belief right now. So if you're going to check your stats, if you're going to check in your engagements at at all, any engagement is a good engagement. Every week, Chronicles Abroad brings you incredible stories of people who have moved their lives and careers to every corner of the globe. Now, our Global Grind series is taking you step-by-step through the process of creating an international life for yourself. So we're providing practical advice, resources, and call to actions to support you as you begin your international journey. care if three people seeing your video you get what i mean that just means the next video you do strive instead of goal for five people to see your video or six just double it don't again you know it's not one of those things where you have to have a thousand people to see something of yours to deem your video successful so yeah, I, I just want to put just that just out there because that, i think a lot you know, of people get caught up with those numbers and, say, oh, and we'll those numbers to me don't mean anything it's just about the content and, and putting yourself out there being vulnerable and sharing the information and helping to try to educate people because it might not be meant for ten thousand people it might be meant for the three people that seen it i'm one of those that you know you throw a party if two people show up those were the two people that were supposed to be Yeah. And you you, def- you definitely don't have to. And I'm glad you brought up that point to be of not getting too stressed out about, you know, the numbers. If, if a lot of people like this or not, like you said, Francis, it's about taking that as feedback. 
And we'll actually dive a little bit more into that on the last step, which is actually about how to review your data, what things to actually look out for, what really matters, because you don't want to get caught up in the wrong thing, right? Whatever it is that your intention is and your goal is, yes, you want that goal to happen. But if you don't, there's also the aspect of when you go to see the results or you see that you did not hit what you thought you wanted to hit, right? What your intention was. It doesn't mean you failed. Of course, it just like Francis said, it's feedback. Right. What can I do next today now with the power that I have to move forward? Right. So that's really, really huge. Sidebar. Right. The funny thing about. OK. So the funny. OK. It's funny when I look at. No, this is funny, though. I'm trying to say it's funny. OK. So, you know, when you post. Right. And you post something you're like, yeah, this is the money shot. This is the picture. <laughs> <laughs> or this is a video. And the one thing that you think is going to be the viral whatever ends up being the one that doesn't go as far as some random, you're just like, oh, I'm trying to fill in this space. Let me just post this. And you're like, people like that <laughs> more than they like this. Like, it's not about you. I, it's almost like a wedding, right? It's like, People do these large, extravagant weddings. And half the time, it's not even for you. It's the people that are coming to the wedding, okay? Because you're too busy, you know, in the room getting dressed. And then you're just walking down an aisle. You're at the thing. You're not enjoying none of it none of the whole festivities because you're in the midst of so it's kind of like just because you think something is going to be hot doesn't mean that your audience might it's usually the stuff that you think is not so hot that your audience loves i don't know that's just my observation i don't know if you guys dealt with that before for sure so the next part of this formula is about your script and when I say script, I mean that very loosely. It doesn't mean that you have to memorize something word for word when it comes to your videos, because I definitely believe in free-flowing, speaking from the heart, you know, not so much from your, your head and what you think has to be perfect, but really speaking from the heart, because uh, hopefully your intention is, right, going back to your intention. What is it that you're trying to do? What's your vision? And, uh, and if you are in business, you're in service to other people. When you're speaking, you definitely want your script to be structured in a way that will allow you to speak from your heart, um, but also keep their attention throughout. Because really, that's what's, when you talk about structuring your script and what you, what you want to be said, your objective is to really identify how you can keep their attention all throughout, right? You don't want somebody just to watch the first 10 seconds and then leave or the watch, watch the first few, you know, one minute and think, you know, yep, uh, this is boring now. I want to go to something else. Your script is, is set with the intention of how you can keep their attention. So I have here five different areas that I think really matter when it comes to how to structure your script. Again, not necessarily in a way that you have to memorize it, but you just want to think in this format. So the first format is that you want to hook them you have about four seconds to really find, you know, find how you can capture their attention right from the start. What works really good for that is speaking to a pain or something curious. Or maybe you say or do something that is totally polarizing, right? Going against the norm of what everybody else says. Find some way to hook them from the beginning. And you want to do that in the first four seconds. The next thing you want to do is tell them what you're going to tell them. Let them know they're in the right place. Introduce yourself. Hey, I'm Parshell, and I'm here to talk to you guys about how video can impact your business and why it's important. Whatever. Like you hit your intention very quick so that they can, you know, can uh, know what it is and to prepare for what you're going to talk about. Then the next thing, go ahead and tell them. So tell them, you know, your points or the things that you want to communicate. It could be one point. It could be three points. It could be seven points, whatever. Tell them the information that you want to share with them. And then to recap, tell them what you just told them, right? Recap everything. So you guys, you know, thanks for joining me. We talked about this, 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 and this. So just remember, blah, right? Um, recap what you said, and then tell them what to do next, right? That's th those are the things that um, really matter. And that speaks to, of course, your call to action, right? What it I is the that. action that you want them to take. Again, going back to your goal. If your goal is to get more awareness, maybe they can engage with you. Maybe they can comment, like, share, right? Tell them what to do with that video to kind of get that, that feedback as to if this has resonated with them. Again, structure your script in a way that generally will hit these, these aspects. Hook them, tell them what you're going to tell them about, tell them, tell them what you told them, and then tell them what to do next. I think that's invaluable information. I mean, dropping them gems, girl, drop, drop. Seriously. <laughs> and that's, 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 a, that's a basic, I mean, because there's different types of scripts, you know, that work really well. But from a, a basic general standpoint for content, that's usually um, a really, really good format to go with. Very basic, very simple, and you can still get a lot done for your videos with that sort of structure. 
And call to action is so important. Leave your audience with something that allows them to engage, whether that means, you know, do something that they can be a part of. I don't know what that is. Like, you know, for the podcast, it's the subscribe, rate, review, share, you know, comment, all of those things for somebody that has a product. It could be purchase the product and get whatever. Please be sure to leave a review. Just make sure you leave every single video and or message with some kind of call to action. I think is is hella important. So we, oh, go ahead, Francis. Absolutely. That's always really, really good to ask questions, right? And then have them to comment, reply back. And it's a really, really great way to engage people right from there. I mean, those could be prospects, those could be leads for you, depending on how they engage with you. So that's so important for sure. All right. So now we're already on step four. So just as a quick recap, step one was to know your audience, right? What are their challenges, their pain points, and creating that T-chart, right? Problem solution. Basically have a solution for a problem. Don't just entertain a problem. Number two, have a plan or a goal, SMART goals. A lot of people should know SMART means specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time um, relevant. So a lot of people use SMART goals in the corporate world. So it's just about bringing it into your own brand or personal Number three would be structure your script. And I'm not talking about a script that you have to memorize and speak as a robot, but the script is hook them, <laughs> tell them what you are going to tell them and why. Tell them and then tell them what you just told them, which is your recap, and then tell them what to do next, which is your call to action. So number four is interesting. You have something called edutain. Yep, edutain. This is probably a super fun area for me to talk about because I used to teach high school math. So you talk about trying to get 30 teenagers in a room to get a little bit excited, <laughs> to get them a little bit going about pricking up a cal calculator and doing math. Um, edutain stands for, it's a combinate combo word for educate and entertain. Uh, again, going back to the, the types of videos that have a little bit of that viral effect um, is one that edutains, right? It combines those two initiatives together. And the edutain goes back to making the video go viral, right? The emotion, educate, entertain, it should be able to encompass two or more of those things, right? So is that kind of the all encompassing? Yep. And so I talk about some ways that you can easily kind of combine those things when it comes to educating and entertaining. The first note is to imagine yourself as being that fun teacher. Going back to school, school days, if you remember who your favorite teacher was, what you enjoyed about being in that environment, you know, why you got engaged, right? Those kind of things and remembering those aspects are really key when it comes to this area because you get to be the fun teacher and you get to teach about something that hopefully you're passionate about and that you know about. Think about that. It's like, I think going going into the, the aspect of the video in that way, it's, it's almost like stepping into a room of students who may be paying attention, maybe not. Maybe they're on their phones, right? How am I going to get their attention? How am I going to get them engaged, right? Put yourself in those shoes. And, and I think that starting off with that sort of uh, mentality is really important when it comes to this factor. Some other simple things that you can incorporate into your video to give it that entertaining and educating factor is, uh, one, is you can use props. Props are really, really important. While you're you know, doing your video, if there's something around you that's relevant to your business or what you're talking about, you know, actually pick it up and use it. Hold it while you're talking about it, right? If there's a book that you've read and you're talking about that book, go pick up that book. People, for some reason, when they're watching videos, like to see like that physical thing that you're actually holding. And you can get really creative with this as well. Go find gag gifts. Go find things that are funny and interesting, right? Maybe you put mm -hmm. on a hat, you know, maybe you, um, I don't know, just get creative in how you show up. It doesn't have to just be you in a plain background. Um, Can I ask you a question though about yeah, sure. What about, I love those videos. Okay, so we interviewed Berna. Berna is Hey Berna and she does like these financial videos, funny as hell, right? And I love these little scripted videos. I'm sure there's a lot of work to it. They're YouTube videos. But then you have these things that pop up on the screen, like the visual stuff. You know what I mean? Like, can you just give us a little background of like how 
how to use those things, like the digital props, you know what I'm saying? Um, sound effects or, you know, I, I just recently got a Mac so I can use iMovie and they have sound effects on iMovie that you can add into video or um, you might get the crying smiley face or, you know what I'm saying? I think those are kind of cool too to blend in with whatever the story or the message is that you're doing in your video, having these little, you know, I, I think that is so awesome. I'm sorry, I'm like a little kid about it. Yeah, I mean, it's, again, stepping into that role of if yeah, you're, no. you know, for me when I, I taught, it's, it's and okay I actually would draw little pictures and stuff to try to explain a concept. Else, but, so you, know, try not to you can utilize that in the same way too. Whatever your brings your message alive more, it, it makes like, it, it just, it brings brings more life to it for sure. So it won't hurt to add a smiley face on your story. It doesn't hurt to do any of those things. In fact, if you get creative with it, you can drive your point even further, right? So put yourself again in that seat of being a really, really good like that fun teacher because it you don't have that abstract thinking so that just made me think well maybe i can incorporate that in my videos as well because sometimes people are visual learners and you know you got to speak to all types of learners whoever's you know watching your videos as well Yeah, but I want to, I'm, I'm always pushing back at you about a couple of things, only because I feel like sometimes people get stuck on thinking that they're one way when sometimes doing something like this helps them be more of who they want to be. That's the, I think that's the best part about video and social media and stuff like that sometimes is that you can be, if you allow yourself to be vulnerable enough, you don't have to be so boxed closeted and put yourself in this I am like this and I am like this only have fun with it you know what I mean that's the edutain part is to have fun at the same time or to bring maybe a different element of yourself that you don't always bring out and stuff like that I just think that that's the that's the part that I like like I love Berner's videos because she is completely and utterly just hilarious and funny and it's not like she's trying to be a scripted joker she just brings a different element to the video and it's over the top right like you don't have to be over the top but you know she's over the top to bring out a point and I just love that part about when people do take the creativity to the next level they're so not trying to be this overly professional person and technical person they're just being fun and it's, it brings a different element and a lightness to the videos absolutely and it, it, to me, it's just being in alignment with who you are, knowing who you are and what you want to accomplish. And that's different for everybody, for sure. And there's tons of different props that, you know, can be used, whether over the top or really just simple. Like I can pick up this a little rock and be like, you know what? I want to talk to you guys about this rock you know, <laughs> or whatever. It could be anything. Be yourself, you know, have fun. But more importantly, just transfer how you feel, you know, if possible. Whatever you feel about what you're talking about is what you want to transfer and props and things like that can help your audience get it. It also might boost you up a little bit. Maybe it's comforting. I have a little teddy bear next to you. You know what I'm saying? Like, use the props to your advantage as well for emotional support. <laughs> so that's another uh, another thing. A couple other areas that or elements you can add to bring that entertainment factor into your videos is to change up your environment or find really good environments to be in um, where you can do your videos. You know, it could be if, if you're in a beautiful location, right, getting outdoors. If you're at the coffee shop you know show showcase something in the coffee shop or um or even in your home office get creative with the environment because that can be interesting too skip the fluff and the shallow advice global grind provides you with actionable steps so you can start grinding towards your dream of working abroad right actually um i had a <laughs> this idea for myself, actually, I, I mean, it just came to me a couple of days ago, which was to do some content, uh, me jumping out of plane. I'm and I'm actually going to record do. you going down and stuff. So, I, you know, I could do something you like that. You jump out of a plane? Terrified. Yeah, why not? Do it. Anyway. That's what I'm saying. Do it. <laughs> Have you ever been skydiving? No, I, no, I haven't. It's amazing. You guys need to do it. I did it like 10 years ago. Right. And it was, don't be terrified. <laughs> and can I just tell you guys, for the people in the States, okay? I get excited about like shit like this. Go to Groupon and or do they still have Living Social and buy a skydiving coupon thing because I, I did it in Virginia for like 150 bucks. 
on Groupon. But if you do it, you know, going there is going to maybe cost you 200 or 250 So just get a Groupon and do the damn thing. Do it, ladies. Yeah. I'm trying to tell you, go for it. Go for it. Go for it. So yes. you guys see, like, something like that is a totally different environment, you know, <laughs> to do something like that and to be on a plane or whatever. It's just, it's just different, a different environment. You can also add elements like music because music has an emotional tone. So we're talking about bringing emotion in. Uh, music is, plays a big part in that. Nubia, you asked about music before, and music really can make a huge difference. Those are the really, really big things uh, when it comes to that edutainment factor, props, environment, your music, of course, your energy as well, how you're actually showing up is really important. B-roll and getting good at telling stories. You know, those are some of the things that really bring that element to play when it comes to videos that will stand out for you. Do you have a, I'm curious, do you have somebody that you love watching their videos? I know that uh, somebody else that I enjoy watching, obviously Jay Shetty does a lot of good emotional videos and Prince EAE does some really good videos. Who, who's your favorite? I really enjoy Gary V's content. Yeah. It's just, it's so on the go. It's so present. It's right then and there. He's a, a, one of my favorites to, to watch. And then also uh, somebody like Billy Jean. Uh, I've been connected with him for a while. And he actually does a regular series. And it's either weekly or every other week called uh, Sheer Genius. Where, because he, he always gets his hair cut in his office, right? He actually has his barber come to him and he's sitting there in his office in the chair. The guy's cutting his hair and they just turn the camera on and they just started doing that and it, he goes live. And it, it's just amazing. He gets engagement at the same time. He's like looking at his phone, answering questions for like, you know, 20, 30 minutes it takes to get your hair cut. He's producing content at the same time. So I just love his uh, ingenious <laughs> uh, way that he approaches his content as well. And he does nothing but just provides straight up value. He knows how to really speak and understand the pains of what his audience is going through. And, you know, something as cool as that. You're talking about props. I mean, he's got like a, a barber, uh, you know, the, uh, the cloth on him and the guy's cutting his hair. Like, that's not something you see very often. You can get really unique and, and have a lot of fun when it comes to, to this factor. But those are some of the people that I really like to, to check out. You know, the crazy thing is that I love watching videos. I just feel so crazy sometimes doing them, right? Setting it up, you know, to me, I'm like, okay, I can't do this yet. Let me set up the stage. It's almost like when I see people getting massages, right? I'm like, who is taking that damn video while you are getting rubbed up on nude? Did you set up a tripod? But wait a minute, the angle changed. Did they get up off the table? Like my whole mind is blown. Cause I'm like, is somebody physically in the room taking this video or... Did they get up off the table and change the angle to get more video? Like, how do you enjoy being present if you got to constantly try to get the shot? That's a great question. The best way to answer that is the, you have to learn to get more present in life, get more present on, in, in the day-to-day -day basis, and that will build up that muscle. So that way, when you do get in front of the camera, it's no different from you knowing how to be in that place of just saying, okay, I'm in the here and now. This is all I have. The past is the past. The future is the future. The only thing I have in front of me is right now. You know, in that space and when you are present, you're typically more confident. <laughs> you're typically, your energy level is higher and all of your energy is kind of focused in on that moment. And we as human beings have a shit ton of power that we uh, don't even recognize, right? I think we only maybe are at like one or 2% of our potential when it comes to humans, really just based on the fact that we're just not present. I know that's like a, a very deep way to answer that, but uh, it translates to me no different, right? You have to learn how to be present. Our mission is to see you win. We make sure you have every single resource you need to cut through the clutter and make things happen. No, it makes sense. I mean, it makes sense because if you already embody that, you're not gonna get distracted. You're not going to, it's almost like, for example, if you're having dinner with somebody, if you already a present person, you're not going to go and reach for your phone. It's just, it's just the way it is. Yeah. I started leaving my phone in the car most recently. Like if I, if I know I'm going in there for like 10 or 15 minutes, you know what I mean? Like I do that, I go to my chiropractor or sometimes even I go to the store. I'm like, do I really need, you know, the phone when I'm going into the store? So different things like that just help you to be more present. Um, I'll be honest, initially it's very weird because you're like, well, what do I do? Like. You know, you just start looking around, <laughs> but you have to remember that it's this weird balance that we're in right now. We're heavily inundated with so much information and we're so much of our attention is going to our phones and to everything that's coming at us. And I think for that reason, if you take 
if you take the time that we're in now compared to somebody who is pre-internet, pre any technology whatsoever, the things that they were able to accomplish, right? The level of thinking that they had to operate on was so different. So now I feel like there's a huge opportunity to where we have that potential, just like somebody did back in the olden times or in the times when the pyramids were built, for example. We have that now along with all the information that's in our hands. It's like, there's no excuse. <laughs> like we should all be rising up to a higher level if possible, if we can, uh, I guess, perfect and get better at that skill of being in the present because that's where you can utilize all of your focus and all of your energy. And you're right. You know, the one thing that is technology is a is a beautiful thing, but yet it's also a curse in a lot of ways. I am pre-internet, right? I don't want to date myself or age myself, but I am pre-internet. I learned the internet once I was in middle school. But even before we actually had internet, we were doing like the DOS, whatever stuff. So a lot of stuff used to be by brain, right? When you looked for a library card, you had catalogs, you kind of, you know, had a look when people said, call me, you actually physically gave them a phone number and you nine times out of 10 memorized it before there was a Waze or even MapQuest or Google Maps. It was, hey, go three blocks down, you'll see the red, you know, fire hydrant, bang a left at the blue. You know what I'm saying? Like people were very creative in ways that a lot of times we become very lackadaisical and lazy with now because we have technology. And also with that video and text messaging and everything else. But on the flip side, right? We don't have being pre-internet. I don't have those memories. Now I look at you know, when I take video, when I take pictures, I see that as a way to capture time that I'll never get back. Do you know what I mean? So I do appreciate the memories that pop up on my feed to say this day four years ago. And I'm like, damn, this is what I was doing, you know, at this time four years ago. I appreciate it. I take it for what it is and I utilize it for the beauty that it has. And I, you know, I don't look at it as always a negative, but back to, back to the seven ways. <laughs> I, I get off script sometimes because I start thinking and I'm all nostalgic and stuff. Okay. I feel you. Cool. <laughs> so the, the next part, uh, which we've talked about a little bit before already as well, is having a strong call to action. That's really, really important when it comes to the uh, effectiveness and your, your content that will stand out and make a difference for you. So a few questions that I like to kind of cross-check um, the strength of your call to action is number one, is it in alignment with the content? So if you just taught somebody or like in your video, if you talked about uh, a new recipe or something like that to help people to cook more healthy and then your call to action is, yeah, so come on over here to my, uh, you know, to my website where I'll show you about my hiking trip, you know, and how hiking is important or something like that's way off. Like you don't want to be that segregated right from your, from, from your objective and what you're trying to do. The second question to ask yourself is, is your call to action irresistible? In other words, you want that call to action to be something that has a high likelihood that that will happen, right? Whether it's commenting, whether it's go here to my website, whatever it is that you're asking people to do, um, you want it to be irresistible. And and going back to the alignment as well, you want it to make sense. If somebody is just getting to know you, and maybe this is the first you know series of videos where you're just getting to know people, your call to action should not be come over here and buy, necessarily, unless you just dropped it like it's hot and they're ready to buy because they got so much value from you, right? But um, just be aware of that as well. Like you want your, your offer or whatever it is that you want to be happening to be something that has a high probability for the people listening that they will take that action. And then the, the last question to ask yourself about that call to action is, are you confident about it? Sometimes when you actually go to do the call to action in your video, you want to be confident, right? Say, hey, if you're struggling with video and you're not sure about what you need to do, no more excuses. Give me a call or reach out to me. Give me, a, leave a comment. Ask your question because there's no, like come from a place where you're confident about what you're talking about and that you're confident that what you're offering as their call to action, as that call to action will make the difference for them as well. So those are some quick things to ask yourself as it relates to, to that call to action. The next part is part six where I like to talk about distribution. As we, as we were talking a little bit before earlier, some of the issues that I had either with, you know, pre-clients or people who are just coming to us for um, maybe they work with us a second time or third time. A lot of times I would always ask, well, how did, you know, how did your videos do for you? Oh, uh, I guess it did okay. We're not really sure. We, you know, we put it on our 
on our website. Okay, is that the only is that the only place that you shared this wonderful video that we just slaved, you know, fifty plus hours working on? It's only on your site. That's it. Okay. Um, have you heard of YouTube? You know what I mean. It's just, uh, I'm being sarcastic, but the point being, you guys, is that you want to make sure that you are putting your video in the places where people are watching. That's the whole point. A lot of times when it comes to YouTube in particular, keep in mind that Google owns YouTube. So YouTube and its algorithm works similarly as somebody who's typing in how to do something or how to find something. YouTube works the same way. And you guys probably are noticing as well that on uh, Google, if you search a particular term, now short little videos sometimes are populating the first page of your Google results, right? For, for something that you're searching for. So make sure that when you are distributing your videos on YouTube, that you're being very specific about the titles that you're using. Use the titles that people search. And that- And that there's, there's uh, just to piggyback on that, there are keyword search uh, things you can put on your, uh, what is that called? Taskbar? No, 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 no. Like for instance, you know how in Amazon, if you type in- hat right it will give you the top hats like numbers oh, of how many people not similarities it's almost like um the top keywords search like search yeah bar it's search, a key search. search bar exactly something like that they have actual a keyword search bar that you can actually put onto your computer and you can type in words to see if those other words that are being searched the most to get you the higher SEO. Absolutely. Yeah, there's, there's so many different tools out there for sure. I mean, you can even, um, one of the tools also, and this is going a little bit off point, but on YouTube as well, if you go to search and let's say you just start typing in how to, you'll see that that drop down box that comes underneath where you're typing. It's trying to think of what you would want to think about. And those are also very popular search terms as well. So just keep that in mind too when you're thinking of ideas. But on the distribution end, like I said, making sure that your titles are, are in place, that you're considering other platforms where you can put your video. Also, what's really popular now is if you have a video that is pretty long, let's say it's five minutes, you can probably find two or three good snippets that are 60 seconds or less from that longer form content. And you can share that and distribute it as well. So now your one video just became five, right? And now you have more that's out there to bring more awareness, maybe to somebody who doesn't know you that well yet. And they would prefer <laughs> to do something shorter before watching something longer. You can create those snippets as well. Um, distribution also dives into other areas outside of your website and your email, but it can also go into the advertising side of things, right? You can pay Facebook, you can pay YouTube, you can pay Instagram to put your video in front of a select group of people. I never forget doing this for one of my clients in, in, uh, in Pennsylvania. She was a, a special needs therapist for, or speech therapist, I'm sorry. She was a speech therapist and uh, we took one of uh, the videos and we, we ran an advertisement with for her. And we ran it to mothers who were within a five mile radius of her office who had kids that were between the ages of 10 and 17. And I think that they had to have a disposable income of, you know, 100,000 or more. With the targeting, we were able to only show her video to those people within a five mile radius of, of her office. And she had, I think, anywhere between 10 to 12 new appointments within a week of that video that was advertised. Nice. So, Is that costly? No, it wasn't. I think she spent close to maybe 10 bucks a day. So it's really powerful what you can do. And again, this was some time ago as well. So it might be different now in terms of what you can do, but it's still an option that is very, very powerful just by your ability to target who you want to see your stuff. And so if you're having issues right now, if you maybe on your current business profile are only able to reach a certain group of people because they follow you, you can actually go get more people to like your page or to be aware of who you are just by taking a piece of content and putting a dollar behind it. You can set the budget on Facebook and say, you know what, five bucks this week, send this to people who like travel, send this to people who like McDonald's or like tennis or like ESPN or like to watch Shark Tank or make this much money, right? You can target those people really, really well using those platforms. That's really, really important. And then um, one other thing that I would mention around the distribution is that you can actually send your video contents directly to people. That's another way to ensure that your video is... <laughs> 
is being helpful. So if you're if you're in business for you know and you're helping somebody with something, then let's say you already have a video where you have taught about the best ways to get life insurance or something. And let's say you just had a conversation with a prospect who is interested in looking for that, but they had a question. You can send an email, say, hey, you know, I made this video and I thought it would be helpful to you because we talked about this earlier, right? You can send a video specifically to that person as well and make it targeted in terms of who's seeing it, how it's being put out there. That's step six in, in this formula. And if you guys are ready, we can knock out number seven. Yes. In response to your number six, I just want to tell people that a friend of mine is a virtual assistant and she had said that for interviews, right? When she submits mm -hmm. her resume, she submits a, a, a small video clip introducing herself. And oh, I yeah. thought that was ingenious. And I was like, yeah. you know what? That's such a great way to put yourself in front of the client. So oh, yeah. Absolutely. Definitely. And I also wanted just to touch base on what you had mentioned about um about the snippets. Uh, it made me think of Gary V. He has that whole pyramid. I think it's the pyramid or something, but mm -hmm. like how he's able to take one long form of content and cut it like 20, 30 different times. Oh, so yeah. I think that's incredible. And I think we underestimate what that five minute clip can do or what that 10 minute clip can do mm -hmm. and how far it could reach uh, the people that you want to reach. Like you don't have to be like, oh, I got to do this for Facebook and I got to do. No, you can take different segments and just post it everywhere yeah i mean it's for gary v he's always talking like this incredible way of like spreading your stuff everywhere <laughs> you know i think he even pushes like you should be putting out 64 pieces of content a day i think that's his number which is nuts but think about it <laughs> if for that much content if you're putting it out there and you're consistent and you're in, and in some cases advertising some of it right just getting that sort of motion going oh my goodness like that's incredible and that can only mean make a huge difference for you know how how your brand is out there and how, how people get to know you and how many people know you like that's incredible i just want to mention what he did in order to promote his book he got onto eight different live streams like at the same time Espinosa. okay I, no no okay let's just be clear gary v has a fucking team okay it's I not it. just, just gary saying, v doing it. no but i, I read want, an article. I, but i hear people always like oh and he did this he didn't do shit he is the catalyst to all of his team doing what he needs to get done. Now, I get it. One person, I don't believe, is able to pull out 64 pieces of content a day without killing themselves trying to do it. There are ways of automating and things like that. And once you get accustomed to marketing skills and automations and all that stuff, that's great. I think Gary Vee has a good method, but we have to understand that he's a team. Yeah, but I was also going to mention before, you know, I was really <laughs> Um, Just kidding. I was just going to mention that there was actually, because I was reading an article about this guy who, that's where I got the, what he did. But I mean, he's a single guy and he just has, he just happens to have a lot of, like he has a tablet, he has like three different tablets and everything else. And so that's how he was able to get, I think he got, was able to get on like six different live streams. But if you have multiple devices, like if you just have a cell phone, you have your laptop, most people have those two devices and you can at least do a minimum of two live streams if you wanted to set it up that way. So you may not have to do eight, but even as a single person, if you have multiple devices, you can possibly do the same thing. And there are also some live streaming tools and softwares out there that will allow you to multi-stream from one account. I think one of them is called Restream, R-E-S-T-R-E-A-M.io, I believe, Restream. And that's a great platform too if you're trying to multicast, essentially. Um, and Periscope, I believe, allows it now because I think uh, one of the platforms own it. I think Facebook owns almost all of the shit. Between Google and Facebook, they both own a lot of different platforms. And YouTube now has live stream, I believe. Yep, absolutely. So there's a lot of opportunity there for, for that. So again, point six being distribute. Get really strategic about how you are sharing your content and even take the opportunity. If you've had content from a year ago or two years ago that is still relevant, reshare it. You can get that going in your cycle as well. Um, distribution is like, so important. It's like, it's like, how are you going to get it seen? <laughs> it's like, you know, you work so hard to do it, you got to get it seen. I feel like that's a huge, huge part when it comes to making sure that your videos are done uh, in quality and seen, you know, seen where it matters. That's huge. The last step, uh, we dive more into reviewing the data. What what do you do? And once you go to look and see how well your videos have done, of course, this goes and matches back up to your goal. So what was the goal that, that you had for that particular video or just in general? And you can review a number of key metrics with that. And the big the biggest ones that I like to to make sure that we look for is number one is reach on Facebook, on your business profile, as well as um, Instagram and certain other ones. You can see how many people 
have actually been reached with your content in different ways. The next thing that you can start to investigate as well, I don't know about on the Instagram side. Actually, I believe it is on Instagram as well. Instagram, especially YouTube and Facebook, you can actually check the percentage of the of your video that was watched. And there are other tools out there that give you similar stats, like Wistia is a host, a video host that allows you to really get good data and feedback as to what was the percentage of my video that was watched. Now, why is that important? Well, if somebody watched your video for two or three seconds, Facebook, YouTube, what have you, will count that as a view. But what is the quality of that view? That's where you look into the percentage watched. So if you're seeing that majority of your people only watch 20% of your video and you get to the bulk and your call to action, you know, towards the end of the video, then they didn't see it, right? They didn't get to that point. So that's really important. And you can also, from there, gauge how to, that's really the point of these metrics is how can I shift and move forward, right? So if I notice that this video only got 20% of it watched, right? What can I do? What happened at about 20% of my video, right? Go back and look and see, okay, about 20% in, I did kind of ramble a little bit and I didn't get to my point. <laughs> you know, you might find different things that will help you to tighten up um, how you're performing on, on videos. So that's another yeah. really big key metric. And then you can, can also- Can we go pick- back to real quick, oh, Francis, sure. uh, press, can you get that acronym? Because I think that will help do exactly what Parshel is talking about. Yeah, press is just P is get to the point. R is the reason for your point. E is give an example of your point. And then S is to sum it all up. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. We thank you for your support. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Now back to the show. Yeah, I think that will help people with their engagement in the beginning, because again, we ramble a lot in the beginning. So I think that utilizing that structure will help be able to get to the point in the beginning so people are understanding what they're looking at before they just trail off. Absolutely. The other key metrics that I like to look for, of course, is the engagement, right? How many people liked, how many people commented, how many people shared. Each of those represent different degrees of success, right, that you can that you can gain. So if somebody actually likes your video, you know, think about the effort it takes to like something, right? If somebody actually went and actually, you know, put a heart on it, or a laugh face, right? That took a little bit more energy, a little more effort. So thank you, right? That's better than a like. And then you have the comment, which is huge. Somebody actually is going to engage back with you and write something down, right? And to answer the question or to say, hey, man, that was really, really good or whatever. That comment means something and it's not to be, you know, dismissed or looked as little because, oh, I got a couple comments. No, you have a, you had a couple people that took the time. They could have just liked it. You know what I mean? They took the time to actually comment. So what are you going to do now? Right. Um, the best thing to do, comment back, get into a conversation. Right. You know, since they're engaging with you, maybe they can provide you a little more insight in your future content. Well, what do you want to hear about? Right. What things matter to you? Use that as as leverage as well. If somebody actually decides to share it, that's really big because now it's being shared to their network, to their audience. And the fact that somebody would share it not just means that they liked it or they engaged with it or whatever. This means, yo, I think that this is so important that I want all my people to hear it too. You know, that's an even bigger engagement, right? So I look at all those things in categories like, wow, man, this really got, this is really good. I got a lot of comments, got a lot of shares. Um, the other thing you could do too as a quick tip is on your comments, that you receive on your videos or your posts, when you comment on your comment, right, and reply to the people that engage with you, first of all, that's just respectful or in some way to engage with them, even if you like or heart back or something. Do something back for those that have commented. Commenting back is the best way. Commenting back is very important. I think a lot of times people just pull out, pull out, pull out and don't engage by going into other people's pages, liking their things, commenting on their things. That's how you actually build your social media is by having interaction with the people in the networks that you wanna be a part of. Be visible, the only way to be visible is to go and like somebody else's stuff. It's all about this give and take, right? This share, you know, yesterday I went on a sharing binge and just because I'm looking around in my network and I'm like, damn, I know a lot of fucking talented, amazing individuals, let me post 
some of their stuff, you know, especially if I'm going to them and saying, hey, will you support me? Why am I not showing the same courtesy and supporting them? It's not costing me. You know what I mean? The appreciation that was had just by sharing somebody's trip or sharing something, you know, a quote that they wrote or whatever was huge. People were in my inbox like, yo, sis, thank you so much. That was a, that was great. Thank you for sharing. And then they ended up sharing or mentioning the story that I put on my story. You get what I'm saying? It's just an evolution and, and it just keeps going. But I think a lot of time people expect to just get like a thousand likes and it's like, well, are you engaging with you know at least a hundred out of those thousand people? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you spoke about Gary Vee earlier in terms of, you know, him having a whole team. He did start out for sure on his own. And if you do go back to just about anybody who did get started up and who's you know, majorly successful right now, I've seen, I've been following a lot of these people who have bumped up their production quality over time. And I think that a lot of it just comes through engagement, you know, and engaging back with them. So the other tip that I was going to share when it comes to engagement is, like I said, first of all, comment with other people because it's respectful, right? And you want to give support back to those who have took the time to actually engage with you. Um, But the other thing that that, the way that that benefits you is that now if you make a comment on every single comment that was made on there, it doubles the amount of comments that are on your post. And so Facebook sees that and considers that a little bit more relevant, right? This is getting a lot of engagement. A lot of people are talking and hitting send or publish, right, on the on their comments. So this must be a relevant post. Let's share this to more people. That's what Facebook wants to do, and they reward you for doing that. Those are really, really big key metrics. Like I said, how many people did the video reach? What percentage was watched? What was the engagement like? And then lastly is what was the, the resulting action, right? If I wanted people to go and sign up for something, how many people signed up for it this week or this month, right? Also go back and see, you know, if you are tracking along with what you set in motion as a goal. And then the last few things, just to encourage people who are going to start to go and look back at your data, um, I want to encourage you to look at it from a very neutral place. Don't judge it. Don't call it off. Don't say, oh, I suck. You know, I don't need to do this because that's really what gets people off track in the first place is that they look at their results and they're like, oh, it didn't work. This is an ongoing process, you know, when it comes to videos. So you want to be kind to yourself and you want to give yourself room to grow. Not everybody starts off just, you know, hitting a home run at first time at, at bat. So just keep that in mind. When you do go to look at your results, what I like to do is ask myself, am I on track or off track with my goal? Really simple. No, no story, no excuses, no, whatever. It's a yes or no. Is this on track? Yes or no. And then you want to ask yourself from there, well, what worked or what didn't work? It's not about something that you did right or wrong. It's just about you probably didn't do enough of the right things. You know what I mean? It's nothing nothing to beat yourself up over, but look at it and ask yourself objectively, well, what worked here? What didn't work? And then you want to set your goal again for when you go back to review. Okay, well, next week, my goal is to correct this. You know, I want to up my engagement. So that's what I'm declaring going forward into my next run of videos. I'm declaring I'll have more engagement. Then you go and review, you ask those same questions again. Am I on track or off track with what I said I was going to do? What worked and what didn't work, right? Take the emotion and the story out of it and look at it like you're looking at a report. You know what I mean? And just navigate from there. And always, always, always take responsibility. Don't blame anybody else. (laughs) I know I kind of have the tendency to talk from a different place sometimes, but I think that's important. Take responsibility. Everything that is happening is happening because of you and is happening for you. Take responsibility for every single result that you see come back and don't get wrapped up in it. Don't start to beat yourself up or judge it. Take responsibility, right? And ask yourself, okay, what am I going to do now? What am I going to do next? It's really good to do that when it comes to looking at your videos. I always like to say that because some people get discouraged. Take the emotion out of it and go back and check it weekly. You don't have to check it every single day unless you want to, but review your stats weekly, right? See, go back for the week. How well did we do? Um, What was our engagement like? So forth and so on. Love it. Love it. Love it. Miss Parshel Taishi, CEO, producer, of Fresh Level Pro has spoken and dropped some ill gems on us, okay? Y'all gonna see a whole new social media on my on my ass. <laughs> love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I hope that you all have gained a lot of valuable knowledge. A lot of the information you could definitely use for your personal, your professional, you know, businesses. And it's just a, a lot of it also is etiquette if you really think about it. It's just best practices. You know what I'm saying? But it can leverage, definitely leverage your business and being visible. 
dang, that's a lot of information. But this particular episode alone was able to put everything into one snapshot. So definitely this framework is awesome. So we definitely want to say thank you. What we want to hear from you now is to tell our audience how they can get in touch with you and the services that you can offer them. So if you guys need help video related, that's what I'm here for. I I do have a lot of fun doing this. And in in 2020, I'll have, a, you know, some different opportunities where people can engage with me, um, whether it's in a mastermind or another opportunity where I can serve you. To get more information or just to contact me, you can find me pretty much everywhere, Parshel Tashi on uh, Instagram, as well as Facebook, LinkedIn, and also my website, ParshellTashi.com. You guys will be able to get some more insight there into what I'm doing. Nice. And we'll have all the links. We can't thank you enough for taking the time out and educating our audience and ourselves about the power of video. Thank you, Parshel. We totally appreciate you. My pleasure. Thank you for tuning into the Global Grind series. As you know, this series is really short. It's four episodes. Catch us here on Tuesdays as we give you practical advice so you can begin your international career. And don't miss our regular Chronicles Abroad episodes every Wednesday to listen to real people living that international life. And be sure to catch Monday Message to get inspired. Make sure you also follow us on Twitter at Chronicle Abroad and Instagram at Chronicles underscore abroad. Be sure to email us at info at chroniclesabroad.com. In the meantime, stop daydreaming and start grinding. Music by Almighty K-Rock.